The 50s were a great time. The world economy was exploding due to the fact that people were coming home from the war and they all wanted something they didn't have before. They wanted vehicles, they wanted new machines, and they wanted personal space. The introduction of modular building homes and the rise of the suburbs brought us away from the cities for the first time ever. People were able to live in mass areas outside of urban centers. There was no need for everybody to live downtown New York. They can now move out. You can move to the suburbs. But eventually those things start to fall and they started to retract. The generation known as the millennials started to move into cities and away from the suburban areas, even with families. They want to be close to walk to everything. They want to free the environment from the internal combustion engine and our vehicles. It was a great idea. Then unfortunately, in 2020, it all came to a stop. COVID-19 showed us that living in major urban centers may not be as great as it really is. And the rise of the suburbs has taken over yet again. AutoWorks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself, coming to you from our host website, www.autolux.net, and our host podcast site, frontpodbeam.com. Big or small, we have them all corporate websites from around the world on autolux.net. This week, we're taking a look at the aftermath of COVID-19. Now, like we said in our intro, before COVID-19 set in, and even during the last recession in 2008, most people started to see and started to move into city cores. People like my brother were moving to major cities, moving to urban centers. But why? Because it was more earth-friendly for them. Because they can walk places, they can bike places, and hell, you're living in an urban center, you're close to everything. And there's no need for you to own a vehicle. But as 2020 set in, a pandemic rose and showed people that living basically within feet of each other may not be the safest thing in the world when something bad happens. I saw this personally in my home province of Ontario, whereas in my hometown, housing sales blew up during the retraction of COVID-19 last spring in 2020. When the virus started to settle down, people started to realize they can move. They can get out of the cities and they wanted to. But why? Why move back to the suburbs, a place there you need a vehicle to get around? Well, in the 50s, that was one of the main things. You can move to the suburbs because now everybody can get an automobile. And now there are roads connecting you, paved roads. And even during the 50s, interstates and superhighways started to make it easier for us to live in the suburbs. But unfortunately, by the 80s and 90s, gridlock strangled the people of suburban areas. For instance, in my home province of Ontario, the city of Barrie, which is less than an hour away from Toronto, exploded with a mass exodus of people from Toronto to its quaint, small city-esque style life. Now, why did that happen? Because Barrie was just a short hour away from Toronto, where you can work in Toronto and live in a place where you're on the edge well, as they think about it down south, at the edge of the world, in the edge of the wilderness. Because trust me, 80% of Ontario is still above Barrie. Okay? So you're not the edge of anything. You're just outside of Toronto. You just get more space 
for your money. Well, this little city of 50,000 people now, 20 years later, is 141,000. Now, it didn't explode like you think it should have. Not like the city of Vaughan, which is right at the edge of Toronto. That, again, was another suburban city. People moved out of these cities. But because there's only Highway 400 between Barrie and Toronto, and the extension of the 427 has never happened, and the 404 doesn't even reach Barrie, the 400 became gridlock. And that's when my generation started saying, I don't want to live in gridlock. We're going to move to urban centers. We don't need vehicles in urban centers. But now, thanks to COVID-19, people are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. They're starting to see suburban areas aren't so bad. And when you take into account that COVID-19 showed so many businesses that people can work from home instead of having to come into work, thus reducing their footprint on site and their costs on site from having people work at home. Companies like Google started sending people home and telling people, if you can work from home, we'll set you up with an office. We will restrict all kinds of accesses outside of your home for our business, but you now don't have to come into work. You can get up, have breakfast with your kids, and then go to work. I lived this joy last year with my horrible daytime job, which, you know, pays the bills. I was able to work from home. You know, there was no daycare for my one child and my other child, I had to do schooling at home. Both my wife and I became available to work from home. Most of our job does happen at home, but me, it became more feasible. That and the fact that I'm only 10 minutes away from the office, if there was a major issue, I could just go into the office. Unfortunately, my bosses and this company that I work for didn't see light at the end of the tunnel about how they could reduce all of their power and heat and even space with me being there and having me work from home. I was just as productive working from home as I was in the office. But they see me as an asset to working in the office because nowadays my bosses need to watch me. I don't I don't know why they're... Businesses like that didn't learn. So the rise of the suburbs doesn't happen for them. But the rise of the suburbs happened for a lot of other people. Like we said, in one of our previous ones, you know, active lifestyle vehicles and alternative vehicles, people are starting to get to one driveway vehicles. And with being able to work from home, people can now work and telecommute from anywhere. People in the city of Toronto who worked for Google and lived in Orangeville or even Barrie did not have to drive into work. They didn't. And some of these people were from more northern areas. Some people come from cities close to myself, four hours away from Toronto, where they might once a month have to go down south to a meeting in Toronto. The rest of the time, they can do all of their production telecommuting from their home office. Now, by this point, you're probably asking yourself, what does this have to do with the automobile industry, Mr. Everett? Doctor of the automotive industry, how is this in response to the automobile industry? Well, suburbanism basically follows the same lines as the automobile industry. With Henry Ford pushing out automobiles to mass quantities of people, that gave them the instinct to say, I want to live outside of the city. I don't want to live in an apartment in downtown New York in Manhattan and drive around. No, I want to live on my own one acre piece of property outside of town because now they had the mobility of their personal use vehicle. And with COVID-19 pushing people to being able to work from home, a mass exodus of major urban centers has happened. People are moving to smaller communities. People are moving back to the suburban areas. And now with companies doing delivery, you don't even need to leave your house. Whereas we say malls may need to change for the future and become charging stations or even customer pickup points for products. The suburbs of tomorrow are going to look a lot different. There won't be massive malls. There'll be tiny little malls with much needed necessities that people just can't 
wait for the delivery to drop off, which means we'll need less space for commercialized properties. Tiny little strip malls with a convenience store that always has milk in it will be great for the middle of the night. Or a pizza place. When your Uber Eats guy says it'll be 40 minutes before we can get that delivered to you, and you say, well, fuck it, I'm just going to walk down the street, it's 10 minutes. Or I'll get in my car. Gotta remember, I said most people in suburban areas now are getting down to one vehicle. Sometimes two. I'm one of those weird people because I got four. You know, I got the fun car in the garage. I got a brand new family vehicle. I got my rough and rugged mud bogging truck. And then my wife's got her, our previous family vehicle from when my son was little. Our tiny little runabout into the city. Yeah, I'm one of the weird ones. But most people only have one. And by having that one and working from home, even if both parents work from home, you barely use it. Well, you're paying per month insurance gas. Hell, you can't even let gas sit past 45 days or you're going to cleanse the system. So you got to use it. And if it's electric, well, it's been plugged in. You might as well get out and use it sometime. So the suburban area of the future is going to look a lot different, but more people are moving to it. After COVID and all these riots, people are going to move out of major urban centers because now they deem major urban centers as being too close proximity to their neighbors. If there's a pandemic or if there's a riot or if there's any major issues with the rise of the suburbs yet again, or I should say, mini cities because most suburbs could turn into mini cities there's now need for more secure public transportation an increase in personal transportation from people moving to at least one vehicle possibly back into two which could help bring back the coupe market now with all this demand from manufacturing sites and all these deliveries you're gonna now have more delivery vehicles on the road some people may be getting off the roads in suburban areas and off the highways but you're now gonna have to transport more companies like amazon are now going to have to have more warehouse facilities closer to more major urban centers to get products delivered and to you quicker which now they need to transport it there on major highways they put it in delivery vehicles to bring it to you so you need better transportation to the suburbs better transportation for the goods to the suburbs and better transportation for now ride hailing services for those people that live in the suburbs but need to go into the downtown core essentially highways from this new exodus to the suburban areas newer highways will now be rivers of transportation links they've always been that but how many people sitting in traffic on the 400 trying to turn on the 401 or just passing through or just going to work or coming home from work well now that you're working from home you don't need to drive that so by taking you and your wife's vehicle or you or your spouse's vehicle off the road there's now room for more transportation link vehicles which is just a constant stream of movement now with deliveries coming from drone where drivers have no need to leave the vehicles you can now get quicker delivery of products so this max exodus to the suburban areas is even more feasible because now companies like ups and fedex can use products from general motors and bright drop that don't utilize a lot of power and can even deliver their own products the driver doesn't even need to get out he just drives along and the deliveries happen so you see how the suburbs are going to be changing and how after covid19 the suburban areas will be we were in the 50 unfortunately for the urban centers there will have to be some changes as well that is a talk for a different day really is toyota city in japan the one they put together two years ago as a showcase the city of the future is where urban transportation will go for but as of right now for at least the next decade the suburban areas will reclaim the right as the main area of young affluent couples who can work from home people who can't work from home will still need to be close to places of business but again with the rise of a mobile office through companies like uber and products like canoe you could just be on the road doing the office bits for somebody who travels and does business from their vehicle 
vehicle. Ride hailing services will be one of those things that the suburban areas will require. Going door to door. Uber Eats will be one of those things. And roads within suburban areas of the future are changing. We have already seen it over the last decade and how even suburban areas are now getting more bike routes. They're becoming more walkable. So the roads within the suburban areas of the future will have to be more accustomed to not just vehicular traffic. Roadways will be needed for delivery products and personal use transportation. But the suburban areas that we are all moving into because we are now working at home now have to be accessible for us to go for a walk on, go for a run on, go for a bike ride on. So a rise in suburban areas will change for the future. It won't just be a bunch of roads and houses. The roads now have to become a little bit wider to accommodate a lot more. And I am seeing that even in my home city where a lot of previous streets with either no sidewalks or only sidewalks on the one side are now being made to have sidewalks on both sides and the roadway is inclusive of a bike lane. I know as an automobile enthusiast, I'm one of those people that's not too crazy about bikes being on my road, considering the fact that most people that I have encountered with bikes in my home city or even within my own home province always bike right on the white line. Like how many people drive on the white line? Not me. So by making a more livable, walkable, and minor transportation suburban areas, suburbs are going to change for the future. The windy and awfully confusing mazes that went with suburban hell brought through from the 70s all the way into the 90s will soon have to change as delivery vehicles need more of direct routes similar to the grid patterns set up by cities of the past. Grids where cities now have to go back to and even in suburban areas grids are going to have to go back to that. Street names will have to coincide with each other and they'll have to be more livable and walkable. So really in the end the suburban appeal was big for our grandparents and even for our parents. It didn't seem like it was going to become big for us but due to a global pandemic that shut the door on everyone and kept us trapped inside our houses we are now seeing that the suburban world is where we need to be where we want to be and where we will feel safe if this happens again the rise of suburban culture is now back and the possibility of suburban culture bringing back the two-car driveway is a possibility but being that the generation now has grown up inside of cities being close to everything the suburban area will have to change with that we want more space but we still want to be close to everything it's the rise of the city suburban life is now upon us so for myself Everett J and the whole Autolux podcast I'd like to thank you for listening to us on this and if you like this or wish to make comments about it please like share or comment on many different social feeds about our website and this podcast remember the website autolux.net and our podcast through Podbean iTunes Amazon Music and even Google Play we are there with all of you. Please share it with your friends and family and tell them about it. Tell us about it. We love to hear from our fans. Go to our website or go to one of our many, many different podcast host sites and tell us what you think about this podcast and what your ideas of the suburban city of the future will be like. And just remember that autolux.net is also your home to automotive children's books, music videos from the automobile world, automotive blogs, our podcast, automotive calendar, and corporate link sites to every major automobile manufacturer around the world. Big or small, we have them all on autolux.net. And at the end of the year, in January of every year, you will find our end of the year rating from every major car company and every major car on the road. Well over 500 vehicles every single year rated by Autolux on our stringent exterior design profiles and find out who wins for best design of the year and 
who will receive that covenant rusty being the worst design so for myself everett j and the autolux podcast strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride that the suburban city of tomorrow will bring us